0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that is reviewing the best and worst and everything in between in horror, one movie at a time. I am your host, Otis, and I am joined by Katie. Hi. Micah. Oh, hey, yeah. (laughs) And Emma. Yeah, I'm here too. (laughs) This is episode 212 chapter three yeah chapter three like i write these things down but i don't read it of what's this month called this is a horrible possession intro. month possession month ghost spooky shit month and we are reviewing insidious chapter two hit that music It's time to listen to the spooky movie squad. <laughs> Okay, so like I said before, this is chapter two hundred and twelve, and we are dipping back into the world of the lovely, lovely terrible family, the Lamberts, and they're horrible possession stories and this one is a it's a really cool horror movie because it continues right after so if you watch the hatchet movies the first three it's all in one like i don't know 48 hour blurb of life actually no 36 36 hours kind of but it's just mary beth's terrible terrible weekend and insidious chapter two it starts right after the end of the first one if you remember the end of the first one you know with josh with the evil inside of him it goes from there so so after the first movie was released and it was a rousing success the discussions for the sequel it soon followed so people were like let's crack out the next one let's let's get it going as what happens with any super duper fancy successful movie so the producer Jason Blum of Blumhouse and at the beginning of the movie didn't they actually have the the cool original intro for Blumhouse Studios right Mm
1: -hmm. it was not on the first one no it wasn't quite incorporated yet
0: yeah so I think they finally figured it out so Jason Blum he insisted that James Wan the director and screenwriter Lee Winnell hey it's specs do this together and they waited for nearly a year and then finally lee and james one they got back together and wrote the script because james one when he made the conjuring which is what he did after insidious and you know he did saw with saw he kind of dipped out after the first one and then other people took the reins of it he didn't want to really do that with insidious and he's like let me actually stay and build up the story with this one and it's pretty surprising with this film it's not a a usual horror sequel where it's just the same story but just just, i don't know more kills this one it builds up it feels a lot more i don't know not really sci-fi it it feels like a chapter two or a book two of a series and it's just more story gets developed with it and we see new characters pop up and they build with the story and stuff so i like that part of it is it as scary as the first one no the first one's way better but i enjoy the story in this one a lot more so uh katie what did you think about insidious chapter two
1: it was all right that's my general thoughts the first one was better
2: emma i would have to say that i agree um I didn't hate it. It didn't lack in jump scaring, though the first one had more. I don't know. It's just the acting felt less in this one, so I wasn't as attached to it. (sighs) Micah?
3: This movie was poo. I couldn't tell if it was trying to take itself too seriously or was making a bunch of jokes or it was amateur film footage or it was uh, just a regular film. Yeah, it was weird. It was, it could not, it was like, I don't know, what what would be a good example? I guess the mess of the newest Star Wars trilogy, it was just a hot mess. Just all over the place. The storyline didn't make any sense. It just disconnected and there was... Time travel for some reason, and I. Yeah, and the, and some of the acting in this movie was just poo poo. actually, you know, I I caught the first red flag when we turned it on, and it was like, did that just say this movie was PG thirteen?
2: Yep.
3: Oh Jesus, here we go. And it it lived up to the PG thirteen, that's for sure. But the. There were just moments in there where the acting was distractingly bad. Yeah. I'm starting to sound snotty about it, but yeah, no, it was just, it was just a poop movie. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. I mean, I, I like the fact that they did backstory and all that kind of stuff, but, and it like went interstellar for a while. And then I was like, Oh my God, what what am I
0: watching? <laughs> it's, And that's kind of the thing I was saying about sequels because I've seen horror movie sequels and it's legit the same story, nothing changes and it's like the same motions go. Unfortunately, a lot of the Freddy Krueger movies follow this. They're the same skeleton. Some of them do change things like my favorite, the one where they get powers. It's different from any other one. There isn't another one where they actually get fucking powers when they go to sleep. Usually, they're normal in their dreams, and they have to fight off this crazy guy with knife hands. But in that one, kids are shooting beams and shit. So, sometimes sequels do change up things, but a lot of them is like, you know, hey, I saw this weird guy in my dream. Oh, no, I almost got killed, and I got away. We got to find a way to stop this weird guy. And then they do. And then final jump scare at the end. So, I appreciate Insidious Chapter 2 for changing that up because it could have just been the first movie absolutely again same music same steps and stuff but you know change up the scares a little bit and it would have you know people would have been like that was good but that's that's the problem either you go with the same thing or you change it up and i've seen sequels where they change it up and it's fucking great so this one like i said it's not as good as the first one but the story and all the different things—it got real sci-fi kind of at the end. It, it was weird, you know, especially with the time travel. We'll talk about that. It tie it ties in a lot of gaps in the first movie and stuff. Uh, that's why I like watching one and two, and just having that as a a full story. Because after this, the other ones they aren't. It's all prequels and stuff. So this is where the story has officially paused. So. Uh, hopefully we'll see what comes up next they they are working on a chapter three but it's going to be like down the road because the kids you know they're all old and shit so it's probably going to be about the kids in college or something like that so i know i i like it but i've seen worse so this ain't the worst scary scary movie i've seen i've seen some shitty ass scary movies (laughs) so yeah but no in this movie everyone returns uh, yeah, so we get new people in this movie, like Elise's friend, Carl, right?
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. And Carl's amazing. And it was really cool to see him and stuff. And we get to see evil Josh. That was a lot. And the villain wasn't as cool as the first one because the first one looked like Darth Maul, but this one had a lot of story. We don't know about the red face one. It just had a red face. So that was it. So it was
1: an actual demon. We yeah. know that much. This one's just a ghost, yeah. Still, the scary. other
0: one's a, mm. not scary, not scary like that, but like you know, looked pretty scary if it came out of the bushes.
1: Yeah, I guess ghosts, <laughs> ghosts are not nearly as scary as demons, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's pretty creepy. No, <laughs> okay, so we'll get through this story in uh, what well, it's like 100 minutes long, so
1: yeah, it's quick.
0: Yeah, it was quick, got to the point. Left a lot of question marks at the end. And, you know, unfortunately, people are dead and they're still dead. but They're still around. So they should have just been alive. Elise should not have died. But fuck it. What do I know? You know, so this movie, it actually starts with a prequel story. So it goes back to 1986 and Lorraine, Josh's mom, she calls Elise to help her with Josh. And so it explains the whole picture situation we saw in the first movie with with the The pictures and she shows them in a row and this like blurry weird thing is just getting closer to Josh and then then the last picture you can see a hand reaching out for him and so she is very concerned and she talks to Elise and then her friend Carl and so Elise plays uh what the game what hot and cold yeah and Josh is telling her where the scary thing is and she makes it up to the room and she I don't know why, but she reaches into a closet and gets a crazy-ass, like, claw on her arm. And so Elise is like, this is really, really scary stuff. This thing really wants Josh and probably wants to jump in his body and take over. In the next ones, we explain that she may have seen these demons before, ghosts before, but yeah. But she has some plans to work this out. And while they are Planning on blocking his astral projection, so making him forget how to do it. Josh stands up and he is talking. At first, the ladies think that he's talking to them, and then he points at a door and the door opens by itself, and they start freaking out because they're like, oh shit, ah, ah, there's ghosts in here. And then he pops back up to modern day. So we'll go back to that moment. <laughs> yeah, it's a big spot in the movie. So it goes back to the night where. Elise least gets choked out by josh and so uh, renee she's asking josh like what happened what happened he's like i was in the other room and i came in here and she was dead what happened he's freaking out uh so renee instantly thinks that that josh did it and so the cops they're like hey we're gonna you know get some fingerprints and work out the choke marks on her throat and we'll we'll tell you soon so just stay stay tuned, which is a very scary thing. Hey, your husband might have murdered somebody, but just give us a couple of days and we'll, we'll figure out for real if it was. You know? So they go back to Lorraine, Lorraine's house, so Josh's mom, and they chill. So the kids are back home and everybody's happy. And it does not take long for them to realize that the ghosts are still around. <laughs> um, I think the first night, the the boys, they have, what a tin can on a string, yep. And they're talking to each other, and he's like, "This is crap." And they start having bad dreams. And Lorraine actually comes into the room because Josh is like talking in his dreams because he astral projects, and I guess he can't really control it that well. Every time he sleeps, he's jumping out of his body.
1: Well, he's a child, so yeah.
0: And he tells his grandma that someone's right behind you, and she's like, "What? Oh shit!" So all just all through the day and night renee is hearing a voice mess with her baby and the mom or lorraine the grandmother she starts seeing a lady just walk by real quick behind her in mirrors and so they're freaking out and stuff and josh is like no there are no ghosts we gotta ignore this it ain't real quit it (laughs) now i'm gonna go into the restroom and pull out my teeth because my body's falling apart (laughs) because i got an evil ghost in my body Fuck that guy. Yeah. So while this is happening, Specs and Tucker, so elise's associates, they head to her house and they're all sad because she's gone. And they actually discover videotape from the investigation. So they see this the video of Josh standing up and pointing to the door and then the door opening and stuff. And they're like, holy shit. And so they
1: go frame by frame.
0: Thank you. So they go frame by frame. Thank you, Katie. And they actually see that Josh, adult Josh, is in the picture from 1986 and they're like, "What the fuck does that mean?" That and- was not okay. Yeah, <laughs> that was not
2: okay. I saw that shit and I was like, "Bitch, no No, goodbye."
0: So they're uh, they're absolutely freaking out about that and so they talk to Elisa's friend Carl, and they're gonna work this out. So while this all is happening, Josh, he has the spirit of the lady in black inside of him. And there's a voice, the mom of the lady in black, telling Josh to murder his family. And the spirit is like, oh, this body's falling apart because he doesn't have his soul. And the voice is like, well, if you kill your family, it'll
1: give you your soul back. It'll
0: make everything work out. And they're like, that doesn't sound reasonable at all. But, you know. Ghosts are stupid, so <laughs> so uh, Specs Tucker and Lorraine now the the cool group they meet up with Elisa's friend Carl and he tries to talk to Elisa's spirit and he uses these dice that have letter dice yes letter dice and so he rolls and asks the questions to the spirits and then hopefully the right spirit will answer it and use the letters to spell things.
1: It's like a Ouija board, but much faster.
0: I was going to say, that was the one
3: thing I enjoyed about this movie, was that like I hadn't seen that before. So that was kind of cool.
0: Yeah. 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 That was pretty legit. So they, the dice, tell them to go to a abandoned hospital where Lorraine used to work as a doctor. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. And Lorraine tells them of a patient named Parker Crane. And he was admitted because he tried to castrate himself and he lived a crazy, crazy life. So, Back then, she saw Parker um, hop into an elevator with her. And she's like, Hey, Parker, why are you out of your bed, dude? And then she gets off and she's like, That was weird. And she talks to one of the nurses. is like, Hey, I, I just saw a patient in the elevator. What was up with that? They're like, What? He died like the day before he jumped off the building. She's like, Oh, shit. I just saw a ghost.
1: Don't forget, she brought josh to work with her yes and josh like went on her rounds with her and saw parker um prior to his death in his bed and like touched his arm or something i don't know he was being a weird ass kid about it and he like touched his arm and then he had a flash of the goat the woman in black so he saw the the spirit of the woman in black
0: yes And then I remember that, yeah, because Parker grabbed at him and was trying to, like, grab him. And they were like, oh, let go. So they freak out. So the cool group, they head to the Crane family home. And they actually find a secret room because Ghost is knocking on the walls. And like, hey, check here. Look in here. And they find all the corpses. So many corpses under sheets. And they find a black wedding gown and newspaper clippings. And so they discover that Parker guy Cast tried to castrate himself and killed himself 25 years before was the killer known as the bride in black and so he she used to kidnap and murder young women dressed as a woman himself so they go a little further into why he was dressing up as a lady and doing all these bad things so like i said josh's body it's falling apart and renee she's starting to realize something's up with him and because he's a lot more mean and just grumpy about things and things are happening around the house and he's telling everybody to ignore it and he's getting mad and louder about it. And the piano keeps trying to play her song that she wrote for him and it's shittily doing it, you know, trying its best, I guess. <laughs> and she's like, "Yo, the, the ghost is trying to play my song. And he's like, what song? And he's like, the song I wrote you. And he's like,
1: I've never heard that song before. Hey, what
0: are you talking about? And she's like, the oh, fuck you don't forget the song i wrote you so yeah she's starting to realize that that's probably not her husband and lorraine pops out of nowhere one <laughs> one morning is like yeah don't go in there josh has got that spirit inside of him of the woman in black don't just come with me we'll drop the kids off somewhere else or we'll do something else he's so, got ghosts in the blood yeah so carl specks tucker head to josh's place because they're gonna try to drug and knock him out and (laughs) uh it's a really cool scene just dialogue wise because carl goes in and i guess the lady and the woman in black's mom told warned him about carl and so he goes in and he's like hey josh what what you got behind your your back and he's like well roll the dice see what the dice have to say about it and he's got this smile on his face and he's like well what does josh have behind his back spirit dice and he rolls it it's like nice and he's like oh shit <laughs> and the code oh, no, word he
2: changes, he changes his words and says what does parker crane have behind his back and that throws him off because he's like what the fuck how do you know
0: yeah <laughs> uh the safety word is quesadilla And so as Carl is doing some really sweet-ass dodging, he's doing really good against evil Josh. Uh, The boys, Specs and Tucker, run in all stupid-like, and they all get systematically knocked the fuck out. And uh, what was it, Specs? One of them had a taser and zapped him up pretty fierce and gave him those watts. But he uses a syringe and knocks Tucker out. And so at this point, Carl wakes up in the spirit realm, and he finds real josh this whole time and we find out josh has actually been like leaving signals that he is somewhere else so he was the one shittily playing the piano trying to get renee to realize that was him so carl realizes oh i'm in a spirit realm oh i'm dead (laughs) oh i'm fucking he killed me shit so he's like well screw it i gotta help you out we got to get you back to your body and it's like hopefully we can find a lease if she's still here so they head back to the house and they end up in the first movie so it's like back to the future part 2 he's in the first movie and we discover that the scene where the door opens up and the alarm goes off multiple times that was Josh coming into the house and he sees himself and he's like oh shit and so he's heading upstairs and so when Renee sees that evil spirit in the baby's room, Josh heads up there and he starts fighting that spirit and he's getting his ass beat because I guess he forgot how to fight. Like he did, I don't know, a couple days before in the first movie, but Elise pops out and saves his stupid fighting life. I was like, oh, it was so cool to see Elise again. She's awesome. And she sees Josh and she's like, oh, come here, give me a hug. And he's like, sorry for killing you. And she's like, yeah, it's all right never seen someone so just like nonchalant about being dead but she's like well i saw where we go after this so i ain't, I ain't i'm not fronting for it heaven's over there i i turned away from heaven to come back to save you guys i'm like dang at least it's awesome so they realize that they have to find the woman in black's home and josh is like well, i don't remember what that is because i was a kid when i dealt with the woman in black and so like i have an idea And so they go back in time, I guess. And they end up at the first situation where Josh is a little kid. And so adult Josh talks to young Josh and is like, hey, I need help finding the woman in black's house. Can you help me out, bud? And Josh stands up and he's like, I'll show you. And he points at the door. So we discover that young Josh wasn't talking to his mom and young Elise. He was talking to himself. And old Elise, <laughs> and when they get to the door, Elise is like, "That's what that meant," and I was like, "Oh, man, I love Elise; she's so cool." <laughs> so, while this is happening, and the the uh, Elise's group is going through time, we discover that evil Josh jumps his mom and Renee, and locks Lorraine in a closet, and he's going after Renee and the kids. So they head to the basement and dalton the one that can't ask to project he's like hey let me go into the further and find my dad and then we can get him back in the right body and so they let him go to sleep and he is into the further so while this is happening renee is blocking the door off putting things inside of putting things in the way of evil josh and he's breaking through the wall like the kool-aid man so that didn't really matter i guess so Josh and the others they find Parker Crane's home and they go in and they see Parker's mom Michelle she's the woman in a white dress that we've seen all through the movie slapping people and scaring folks she is abusing she's abusing him and making him act like a girl she's like well your dad left me so you're a girl now we're, we're changing yeah. like everything's new here and you're not parker anymore you're a girl and she keeps hitting him to make him like say like yeah okay i'm a girl mom please stop hitting me it's like yes so it makes more sense so he went through a lot of physical and mental abuse
1: munchausen cross-dressing like forced cross-dressing it's fucking brutal to watch
0: yeah so parker killed his victims because of his mom's spirit. I assume that the spirit stayed with him after she died and it was just in his head the whole time. And plus he was already messed up mentally because of his abuse as a kid. So yeah, he just, that was the perfect situation to be a killer. Honestly, you got an evil voice in your head and you got beat up and stuff. So Uh, while this is happening, Elise saves Josh and
1: for like the 55th time yeah
0: because elise is the best and she like smashes the mom's spirits head in with like a rocking like uh, a rocking voice (laughs) uh all while this is happening in the real world josh is about to smash dalton's head in with a hammer they're like oh my god and then the evil spirit of the mom isn't there anymore so the woman in black spirit gets kicked out of Josh's body yeah that sounds right (laughs) so Parker's ghost leaves and Carl and Josh meet up with Dalton and Dalton leads them back to the human world and Carl realizes from Elise that hey when you got here I heard your heartbeat it's not that strong but you're not that dead Carl (laughs) <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Elise tells Carl. Yeah.
0: You should go back to your body before you for real die. And he's like, Oh, right on. <laughs> so he, he hops in his body and they make it back to the human world. And Renee is like terrified of Josh when he wakes up. He's like, Are you, are you Josh? And he's like, Yeah, I tried to play your song, but I suck at piano. And she's like, Yeah, that's you. <laughs> so Carl has Josh and Dalton's memory suppressed hopefully for the last time but if they're making another one it probably didn't stick but uh so they don't astro project anymore and those ghosts can't try to get their mitts on them even though they know where they are Wouldn't that just i don't know if i guess if they forget about the ghosts then the ghosts can't mess with them i don't yeah,
1: know i mean that's basically why josh wasn't being Possessed for the last like 30 years of his life, he wasn't astral projecting while he slept, so nothing could get in.
0: Yeah, but it seems like the ghosts don't care if you know or not, like because they were like straight knocking Renee out and she didn't have anything to do with anything, she was just in the house and they were beating her up. Hell, I don't know. So (laughs) after this, hey, the Lambert family, they look like they're doing just fine. Thumbs up, freeze frame. So Specs and Tucker they continue their ghost facers journey and they end up at a new house and they meet up with a family whose daughter is in a coma and the little girl the i guess the younger sister opens the door and they're talking to him and the girl's like who's the lady with you and they're like what are you talking about and then elise so she is has not gone back to heaven she's like i'm gonna help other kids that have evil monsters messing with their souls i'm like hell yeah i want that movie give me that so she heads in and she's talking to the coma patient. And she's like, Yeah, when you came back from, I guess, you know, it was a spirit realm, something hopped in with you. And that's why your body is messed up right now. But don't worry, I'm going to help you out. And then we hear, if you remember from the first movie, a very familiar, creepy, crackly sound. Hey, it's the lipstick demon, lipstick face demon sound. Terrible name, it's Darth Maul. And Elise looks behind the girl and we don't see it but the sound that is the lipstick demons sound and elise goes oh my god and then finally and then the movie ends so i will tell you in the other the next couple of movies elise has dealt with a lot of these monsters before and they have told her straight to her face if we get the chance elise it's on site. We're going to beat your ass. So that's why Elise at that point was like, oh my God, because that demon's just looking for her. And now that she's in the spirit realm, it, it's, it's, it's it's a free fight. So <laughs> Elise is fighting for her life now. So I'm, I'm excited to see where chapter three goes. And if it does have a flash, a fast forward to the future, because Dalton's like, I don't know, that kid's got to be close to 18, 19 now, right? Dalton
1: uh well, i don't know he the kid a, that
0: can ask or project he
1: was an end game so 20 yeah two maybe yeah
0: so it's the uh, perfect age so kid. from what i saw they want to do a chapter three and have it with dalton and he's in college and then weird things start happening so yeah he's the right age for that so hopefully he gets to see Elisa's spirit and hopefully she's been watching over him and kicking ass for the lord so <laughs> the lord. <laughs> i kick ass for the lord so, Katie, who is your favorite character in Insidious Chapter Two?
1: Um, I gotta go Elise.
0: Yeah, it's how always how you, Elise. You well, it's like, I don't know why you're on. Well, because I have a second
1: one. I was there's another person that I might that I was gonna say, but no, I'm gonna stick with my guns. Uh it's Elise all the way. She was the best character in the first movie, she's the best character in this movie. She kicks so much ass. She goes so so hard quote for the lord from <laughs> otis over here uh now she's kicking ghost ass and taking names and i love her she's the only person who believes everybody the second they say some wild shit happened everyone else is like mm, but like did it she's like oh yeah yeah that that's totally real
0: yeah, that's so uh,
1: far, right? elise is the best uh emma
2: i also had elise but i'm gonna go with my second which was carl yeah that was my second one too i really fucking like carl he was lit he was like a dude elise and i loved it i loved it he was so he was just like meh about the whole thing and then he's like well if we're gonna do this then you better fucking stick with it yeah so yeah he was great micah uh
3: i will go with a random one and say dalton Uh, He was kind of going through some shit that whole movie, which kind of really took him out of it until the end where he's like, no, I've had enough of this. Uh, I'm going to go back in and get my dad and then drag your ass back out into the real world. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I know it was kind of just like, boom, there he is. He's a hero at the end. Oh, okay. But I mean, as a kid, he was going through some shit going through that movie and in the first one, obviously, yeah. you know, I, I definitely felt like they tried to balance the characters better instead of just mostly focusing on him, which was cool. And they gave him a hero moment at the end. So, um, you know, just to be different, I'm going to choose Dalton.
1: To double his hero moment, let's not forget that Dalton spent like six months prior to the events that that is happening right now in this movie in a coma, So (laughs) the fact that that boy can walk at all is a fucking miracle, so...
3: (laughs) Wait, you were talking about
0: a Chapter 3 that they were making? Yeah. No,
2: they've already made
3: one. They've already
0: made one.
2: And a four.
0: Well, no, I mean, Chapter 3 in the Lambert story. Yeah, they have made two more, but they're both prequels.
2: Oh, okay. Never mind.
0: Yeah, no, I, I want more from Dalton and stuff, so... I, yeah, everyone said my favorite people in this movie, (laughs) but no, uh, Elise is great in the first one. She should not have died. I don't know who should have died. Maybe the grandma, but grandma was cool in this one too. So uh, Elise was awesome. She kept her head on straight. Like I said, she was dead and a ghost for, I don't know, a couple of days before she found Josh and was like, oh yeah, Josh, I knew you were here somewhere. I've been looking for you. We're gonna get you back to your body. So cool about everything. Just like, eh, yeah, you killed me. I guess. Eh, it's all right. She
1: <laughs> knew it wasn't really. Him, I like know, or,
0: but it's just funny. Which she is was wild.
1: Like, like I don't have that kind of patience. Yeah. Like, I would have. It would have been a fucking fight on site, me and Josh.
0: Yeah, but it was just really cool, and I, it'd been funny if she taught him how to fight. But she, I mean, she used weapons. She wasn't like swinging on things herself, but she was pretty damn effective in the spirit world. So. Elise was cool and yeah, it's same thing with Carl. Like, like you guys said, that motherfucker was dead. He's like, damn, I died. Oh, well, let's get you back to your body, Josh. I was like, dang, he's so cool about this. <laughs> well, I guess that's all you can do. You can't get mad, your body, you're dead. So he's like, shit, I'm I'm gone. Okay, well, let's get you back. I'm like, it they were both awesome. So I need more from Carl and Elise. I need Carl to be with Specs and Tucker and be like the medium for Elise because they can't hear her but he can like speak to spirits with his dye. And I guess he can touch things and kind of see the past. So it, they would be a really cool group. So the three the three guys being physical and doing stuff and then Elise in the spirit world dealing with the shit there. I think that would actually be an awesome, supernatural, scary movie because you get Specs and Tucker being funny and scared and then Carl being the serious scared one and then Elise doing the fighting, so... But what do I know? I haven't made a movie. So my idea might be shitty. I don't know. Whatever.
1: Idea is great. We've watched enough movies to discern <laughs> how to make a fucking movie. Maybe not exactly how to make it, but what constitutes oh, a movie. Oh, I could write film. a story.
0: I could write a fucking story. So, Katie, who is your least favorite character in Insidious 2?
1: I will give you one guess Dalton. <laughs> fucking Josh. Yeah. Fuck that guy. He's the worst dad, worst partner, garbage human being. Why are we focusing him on him for a second time? Fuck this kid or man. He's not a kid. Fuck this man. And like I said the, in the first
2: episode, the wife could do so much better. Emma. I also wrote, Josh, so I forgot for a second if I had written a character down And then you said that and i looked at my phone and i too put josh so he's poopy (laughs) micah
3: well because the situation is usually the same with most of these horror movies everybody has the same characters picked out mostly so yeah my least favorite was also josh he was kind of just useless host body for this movie yeah and then he would like run through houses and bang on doors and shit. And it's like, dude, quit torturing yourself, man. What are you doing? You're torturing your wife more than anything. Quit doing that. You're not even helping the situation. You literally could be taken out of this equation and Elise would have been the good guy still. You were useless. Uh, uh, But my honorable mention, I think, was Elise's unedited voice (laughs) for the, the young Elise. I imagine the actress had a voice that doesn't sound anything like her. And so I was like, wow, it is really infuriating that her voice is a 70-year-old, but that don't look like no 70-year-old I've never seen. And it was just like, oh, God. It was like when uh, they did the first episode of Bad Batch and uh, they didn't edit Freddie Prince Jr.'s voice to make him sound young. And so it was just this adult Freddie Prince voice and this kid body. And it was like, whoa. Let's not do that anymore.
0: <laughs> it it reminded me of uh, George Lopez show. Anytime he does a flashback when he was a kid, it's his head, his gigantic head on a kid's body. And I want to say it was just his voice, right? He didn't even change it. Yeah. So it was just him talking like he's a kid, but it's his voice. Uh, it I, I forgot that they just overdubbed Elise over that that young lady's voice. And I was like, damn. They just, they said, fuck it. Okay, whatever, I guess. <laughs> but Lynn Shea, she has such a like unique voice. It's like smoky, but really cool. So I get why they're like, nah, like you're a cool actress and shit, but we're going to use her because she's still alive. We're going to use her voice. <laughs> I, mean, I, I I get it, I guess. If you got James Earl Jones in the room, fuck whoever you got. You're just using James Earl Jones' voice. So you know so let's do seven word synopsis my first one is they keep killing the cool supporting characters yeah. they almost killed the next one so carl carl was kinda of dead for a little bit but then he got back to his body but they keep like threatening to kill the cool people in these movies i'm like leave them alone <laughs> go after someone else bring a shitty person into this movie so they can die so that everybody can be shocked and scared And then my second one is quesadilla is a cool ass safety word, (laughs) right? Someone pulls out a knife. Woo. I would love a quesadilla right now. I'm like, what the fuck did that mean? (laughs) People kick in the door. I'm like, yeah, coming with the guns, (laughs) Katie.
1: My baby would never leave my side. Yup. Had the events of the first insidious happened to me and my family. We would all be sharing a room at grandma's house. It would be grandma's room. And the whole family, grandma, mom, dad, two brothers, and that little ass baby would all be sleeping in the same room forever. And every nap that baby wanted to take after that would be on my chest, wrapped up on me. Okay. I'm not setting my baby down to get fucking tormented by ghosts and dropped by question mark ghost mom like
0: she sure did take out of that bed
1: yeah several times and she did it she was like seeing and hearing voices on the monitor in the first movie like you didn't learn your fucking lesson bitch you knew these ghosts weren't gone and you're still (coughs) like la 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 la." my child can nap in a room like in the second floor 35 feet away from me like fuck it you're an idiot (laughs) Uh, and then my second one, why is it always an abandoned hospital? Yup.
0: Always. To things happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, abandoned hospitals are horrific, but there are other places that are also horrific. It just seems like all horror movies gotta go into an abandoned hospital. Like, where are all these abandoned hospitals? Abandoned. <laughs> that was descriptive uh micah
3: horror movie rated pg-13 and it showed (laughs) Yup. um what was the other one like boogeyman but with time damn it no uh it's like boogeyman but with time travel hey
2: you got another one you cooking it right now
3: yeah, cook it up, Mike. cook it up. This should have been chapter poop. <laughs> I know you were all ready for that one, ready and waiting. Yeah. I know I delivered on that one.
0: Chapter
2: poop. Okay, I'm going to steal the microphone so I don't have to talk so loud. Okay. Ghosts in your blood, do some cocaine. <laughs> And then, this is the hardest past. Hardest pass. (laughs) And then, no power over you? Fuck off, Casper. When he was like, ghosts have no power over you. I was like, fuck out of here, Casper. (laughs) What an outrageous twist. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. Yep. (laughs) And then my alliterative benevolent boy's backstory begets bombardment by beyond.
0: Hell yeah. Okay. So, Insidious Chapter Two It Will Take What You Love Most. That's an all right tagline. Came out September 13th, 2013. So, what do you guys think the budget for this film was? Katie, $10
1: dues.
0: $10 dues. Emma. Katie, you son of a bitch. I'm sorry. Katie, you son I'm
2: of I'm going to say $9.9 $9. $9 dues. Nine point <laughs> nine.
3: <laughs> Micah. Let's hop on board this train. $10.1 dues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hope
1: it is exactly 10 and you guys go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, uh, I can't That's remember the, the sound the, where everybody goes over. Yeah, the, the <laughs> so everybody went over, but technically, Emma was the closest. <laughs> I thought Michael was gonna go nine point eight, but the budget was five dollar dues, and it showed. <laughs> okay, so what do you guys think the <laughs> box office was skating? <laughs> $145. Dollar-y-dos.
2: 145 Emma? $150.
0: Dollar-y-dos. 150 Micah? $10.1. <laughs> Damn, Micah's so mean. What did you say? <laughs> he said 10 1. Ooh. one <laughs> You silly, Micah. You know they made two more movies. You know this one did good. <laughs> <laughs> so, the box office was 100 100- and 61 one dollar do's this this movie did fucking great (laughs) here we
3: are almost 10 years later watching and reviewing
0: right so yeah obviously they were gonna make more like damn we made this for cheap and got our money back instantly hell yeah (laughs) the first night they got their money back so yeah they were easily gonna make these and a lot of people like this franchise but You know, there's a little bit of diminishing returns. You know, you can only do so much scary stuff in the same way. But they do change Mm -hmm. up things in the next ones. Look
3: how much money we made. Well, where should we go with the story? What's next for the future?
0: The future. (laughs) We're going back to the past. Yeah, everyone likes Elise. Fuck it. Let's show her when she's a kid and dealing with these monsters. Which isn't a bad idea. But... I don't know it's just, they're all right so a lot of people praised the movie for not being just a typical horror movie sequel the same thing they actually were like shit you actually tried new things and added new characters and changed it up but a lot of people were like it's just not as scary because you did so many new things that it was just kind of uh, you know eh, it's all right so that's that's the price you pay you know you try new stuff in a horror movie But sometimes it's not as scary. Just like if you ever watched the sequel to Nightmare on Elm Street, that's the one where Freddy was coming out of a kid's body. It was super different. Like, Freddy wasn't in dreams. He was just coming out of a kid. It was like a Jekyll and Mr. Hyde situation. And there's a whole scene where he's at a pool party, killing kids. And it was not scary.
3: (laughs) This movie was much less a horror film and much more an adventure movie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Especially... Dealt with the 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 dead, like the occult. I, I mean yeah. you, you,
0: you deal with dead in, in adventures as well. Right. I needed them to play the Back to the Future music when Josh is like, I have an idea. It's like bump bum bum bid they may go back in time. But no, it's like I get it. Like I said, that's the price you pay when you try new stuff in a horror movie. You know, there's much you can do. Hell, if you think about the hatchet movies it's they just make it worse every time it's like hey they're still going to the same swamp and fucking with the same guy let's just make the kills even worse how can you make it worse we can we can make it way worse (laughs) hey testicles flying off into trees yeah and let's acknowledge it in the next movie because we're we're weird like that so um but no this movie it's all right it's all right i like it for the story so Minority kill count zero, <laughs> right? I, I don't think, think there was
3: anybody a, died in this movie.
1: Well, yeah. Well, a whole bunch of women died, but all of them were white.
0: The cop was black, but that was it. He was in there for like five seconds.
1: Yeah, all the bodies that the killer got. Yeah, but they were
0: already gone. I guess. Yeah, they were already dead, so they didn't get killed in this movie. I guess. Yeah. So we are at 211 and a Tito Turtle. No mouse. No mouse.
2: No, no. mouse.
0: Uh does anybody? Oh, I forgot. So this is the last chapter. So earlier, no. We
2: have one more.
0: We have one more. I can't count. <laughs> Leave. Don't don't worry about me, guys. So anybody have anything else to say about Insidious? Chapter Two.
2: It's I. Right.
0: It is all right.
1: Meh. Watch it for Elise and Carl. Yeah. Keep the parts with Josh.
0: <laughs> just fast forward until they see their faces on the screen and they, like,
2: oh,
1: go back up. a
0: little.
2: <laughs> Elise and
0: Carl. It's Elise up. and friends. Hon- honestly, I I really want an Elise movie. Her now. Not a kid. Spirit Elise with her friends. Beating up ghosts. She Just keeps a lamp with her. Burn them. So that is the end of the show so if you have any other cool fun facts about Elise or why Josh sucks so much you can tweet us at we have an email it is
1: presents at we
0: have our Facebook at so studio Beats us thank you so much for the artwork if you're listening to the music right now and you like it hopefully you do that is flipping the combined effort flipping the CE anywhere you can hear them or look for them so we have one more chapter in possession month and I think Katie found a pretty solid one I've seen his picture for a while so I'm actually pumped to watch it I've heard about it So and uh, there's a wrestler that kind of dresses like a kid. I'm excited to watch this one so like always thank you so much for listening and we'll be back next week with another The Last Possession film okay bye guys bye. toots
3: Listen.
2: Listen to them all.
3: Listen. Go back. Listen to them all. Get get out of my head. Get out of my head. Get out of my head. Oh, oh, man. I I fell asleep with my my ear earbud in listening to Spooky Movie Squad again. Oh, thank God it was just a dream. <laughs> Now that's spooky.